from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. I hope you are well. I hope those you love are doing well. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, how's how's everybody? Everything good? Everybody having a good day? Good time? Um, I hope so. I really do. Uh, this is the second episode of what uh, we're going to be calling, I think I've been calling, for lack of a better term, the hodgepodge hour. <clears throat> because this is a little bit of the joy of booking. It's a little bit of a list, my list. Uh, it's a little bit of a pontificast, even. Um, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And I'm rather enjoying that. So much so this is the second episode I'm doing uh, today. The uh, <clears throat> first one will come out well, for me, is the day after tomorrow, because, you know, we are time traveling. Um, for you, it'll be the 27th. So it, it's the first uh, week of March, then, for you, my loves. It's the first week of March. Um, March, you know, and, and the springtime in general is a uh, busy time, uh, not only for just schools, Though in schools, they are busy times these months. Um, <clears throat> but I've got, let's see, I've got uh, my dad's birthday. The champ is turning 75 um, in, uh, in about a week. Um, my wife will be turning an age uh, a little, a couple days after that. It's interesting uh, how these things work out. Uh, my birthday is four days after my mom's, and uh, my wife's birthday is four days after my dad's. Uh, my brother-in-law, whom I love very much, his birthday is 10 days after um, my wife's birthday. Um, so yeah, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a busy time. And then I think actually my father-in-law's birthday is in April, my mom's birthday is in April, my birthday is in April, Doc's birthday is in April. Uh my mother-in-law is the only one with a summer birthday. Um, so yeah, so it's a busy birthday uh, birthday time. Um, but yeah, things are things are good. I'm enjoying uh, the podcast. I enjoyed uh, making the first of my list. Um, I enjoyed uh, watching Ring of Honor, though I will freely admit I didn't finish it. I've seen, I've owned that DVD, The Era of Honor Begins, uh, February 2002. Um, I've owned that DVD probably since college. Um, so it's, you know, that DVD's probably been in my uh, collection for close to 20 years. I've watched that show probably half a dozen times, at least. Um, and that main event match, probably even more than that. Um, and, you know, my attention span, not good. I think we all sort of 
uh, feel this way. Even now, I'm doing multiple things while talking to you. I'm pulling up the different uh, spreadsheets and things I need in order to get the podcast going. Um, you know, I, I don't... It appears, I can't say for sure, but it appears as if I don't have the ability to uh, focus on just one thing at a time anymore. Um, that seems to be something that I used to be able to do uh, and no longer can do. Uh, when driving, I have a podcast on or maybe rarely now I have like a stand-up special or something I'm listening to, but there's always uh, music of some type playing while I am driving. Uh, when I'm folding laundry, I really like to have something um, background noise, either something on that I can watch or listen to. Uh, just the the ability to to just single focus, especially when it's watching something. The ability to just sit and watch something like a Ring of Honor show. Now, granted, the beginning of the show wasn't very good, but just sit there and watch and not be distracted by other things um, is difficult. Is difficult, difficult. It takes a, a concerted effort. And I assume, I assume that that is the case for other people as well. I think just the ability to have multiple pieces of technology right now, Chromebook, MacBook, phone. Like I have, I'm looking at three pieces of technology, not counting any other piece of technology in my periphery. These are things I can touch uh, just directly next to me. Um, all of which are serving a purpose right now, but just having that ability to have all of this technology right at your disposal uh, does, I think, make things uh, very, very difficult. I should close this and focus, but that is incredibly distracting. Um, so yeah, you know, I should probably try to work on that. Um, I think that's why a lot of people get into meditation. We are so pulled in so many different directions. Meditating allows us to kind of focus on one thing at a time. Um, you know, but it, it, I, I tend to need some multiple things happening at once. Um, you know, if I have to get something done, if, you know, it's report card season. Speaking of which, it's almost report card season. Haven't thought about that. Hmm. Um, when it is report card season and I need to get report cards done, like I'll put studying music or something on in the background. But when when the situation calls for it, I can, I can be mono-focused. Uh, <clears throat> but when I'm left to my own devices in my leisure time, uh, and I think that's one of the issues with why I stopped watching wrestling. Um, you know, my quest, I have all but abandoned. Um, I think it's just the fact that the idea of watching 
any single thing for two or three hours or even one hour sounds like a lot. I've noticed this even with music. I've noticed this even with music. Um, I think a combination of um, the show Glee, my wife and I watched Glee in its early seasons, and then a combination of like the music reality shows where they don't play an entire song. Um, my attention span for music is sometimes 90 seconds. You know, I one of the things I tend to do is I will watch uh, clips from the reality show The Voice from all over the world. Um, I'll watch clips from you know, uh, Thailand, I'll watch clips from Australia, I'll watch clips from the UK, or um, is it the Netherlands? Holland? Holland, I think, just some of the best voices in the world uh, come out of Holland. Um, but the songs are like 90 seconds to two minutes. So now I'm in the car, and when we, I do listen to music, and I say we, because really the only time I'm listening to music is when I'm with my wife in the car. After 90 seconds of a song, I'm bored. I don't need to hear the end. I don't need to hear the bridge and the final chorus or whatever. I'm I'm done. I've I've seen it. I've I've heard it. I'm done. I'd like to hear another song, please. Um so I think it's I think it's pervasive. I don't think it's just me. Uh mine might be be larger than most. I do think being a professional educator does require you um, to do many things at once. I'm reading a story to a class. I'm, I have to read the story. I have to anticipate what's coming ahead in the story um, in case there's vocabulary or discussion points or some sort of connection I can make. I have to monitor a class of youngsters. Um, is everyone sitting? Is that kid being annoying? Like, what's that sound? Oh, that kid's tapping his pencil. Now, so, you know, if I don't step in, somebody's going to snap, yell at him and tell him to stop, and then he's going to get mad, and I have a, you know, more of a crisis on my hands. Um, I always tend to keep an eye on the door, not for safety reasons, um, just who's going to come in. You know, is an administrator going to come in and start an observation while I'm reading? Um, is another teacher going to come in? Uh, you know, a service provider? Is a, is a speech therapist? Is a physical therapist? Is a special education teacher going to come in and need to take a child? Um, you know, the job requires you to be constantly multitasking. And maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe I come home and my brain's still in that mode. So I need to have Uno playing on one device while I'm working on a project on another device, or I have my video game up, but I don't need to listen to the audio of Skyrim. I've played every level so many times, I know what they're gonna say. So I can have Uno in the background and you know, also be doing Duolingo Spanish on my phone and you know, kind of going back and forth between these things. So I, I don't, I think it is a problem. It's not causing me um, any trouble. I'm not losing anything because of it, I think. Uh, but it is something I noticed so much so that when I accidentally pressed a button, 
I haven't watched a DVD on my PlayStation in so long that I accidentally pressed a button to go back to the beginning of the show. And I probably had, if I had to guess, I probably had maybe 10 minutes left in in the match, the main event match. Daniel, or the American Dragon versus Christopher Daniels versus Loki. And we'll get to those wrestlers probably <clears throat> when we get to the list, or my list. I gotta can't call it the list, my list. Um, and rather than go back and try to find where I left off, I was just like, eh, I guess I'm done. I don't need to see the end. Um, and... Maybe, maybe, I don't have to go in a specific order with this, so maybe let's use this as a natural transition um, and move to that. Let's move to my list. I want to do some of the trios tournament. I want to do some random questions because that was enjoyable uh, earlier today when I started that. Uh, and I do want to do my list, so let's get into my list. Um, I'm doing a combination of Ring of Honor because I'm going to try to watch that chronologically, because I've started a new quest. I wasn't done with the old quest, and now I'm starting a new quest. Um, and then I'm also bouncing around the... Uh, you know, I have a spreadsheet that I found online, and I'm bouncing around different shows uh, that are on Peacock, different uh, WWE or whatever's on wrestling on the show, those shows. And I'm taking those wrestlers, and I'm putting them in a list. So we have... What did we get to 21? I think we're at 21. We have 21 wrestlers on the list. Chris Jericho is currently, according to my list, um, the top. I'm not going to say the greatest wrestler in the world because I don't think that's what my list is going to be. My list is going to be uh, my favorite wrestlers. And obviously that's going to change. Um, not just because I don't really love Chris Jericho, but also I said a name already um, in talking about that Ring of Honor show that's automatically going to supplant him. Um, but let's start with the first name. We, we covered most of the first Ring of Honor show. There were only two matches uh, left, and there is a distinct divergence um, between the opening two, the opening however many, four matches, four or five matches, um, and then... The final two. The final two matches are pro wrestling matches that belong on pay-per-view. Uh, the opening matches, you know, not great. A lot of young talent, a lot of potential. Jay Briscoe, Quiet Storm, Scoot Andrews, even a guy like Michael Shane. There's a lot of potential there. Amazing Red. Um, but the final two matches are really where people start to shine. Uh, the first name is uh, Super Crazy, the Insane Luchador, Super Crazy. Um, I watched Super Crazy in ECW. Um, I saw him as part of the Mexicools, although I wasn't watching avidly at that time. So I know Super Crazy. I like Super Crazy. I've played as him in the ECW video game. If I want to lay out some bona fides on you. Um... You know, we're running into things. As, as I start to go through these names, I think we're going to come across how I'm going to be ranking people. Um, certainly just because of the way I enjoy wrestling, um, I'm going to be leaning more towards technical wrestlers. Uh, I think that makes sense. I'm going to be leaning more towards uh, 
actual in-ring acumen versus promo skills or anything like that. But we did see, as we talked about in the last episode, um, talking about the difference between uh, Spanky and Michael Shane. Michael Shane had the in-ring work much better than Spanky, but Spanky not only was a more entertaining watch in that first Ring of Honor show, but went on to have a much more successful career. Um, Super Crazy is a high flyer. He's a decent wrestler. He's fun to watch in the ring. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard him cut a promo. Um, uh, you know, any of that outside the ring stuff doesn't particularly um, pop for me memory-wise. Uh, so when I'm kind of ranking him, he's near the top just because, you know, our top five right now, in case you forgot, Jericho, Kendrick, Amazing Red, Heath Slater, Quiet Storm. So we're still very early on. I've got names that we were going to cover uh, if we have time. Uh, I've got names that we're going to cover that will probably drastically change that top five. When I think about Super Crazy... Clearly, he can't be number one. He's clearly, he can't supplant Jericho. Uh, you could probably make an argument for me that he should go ahead of Brian Kendrick. I don't think I'm going to. Um, I don't know if when Super Crazy stopped wrestling, if Super Crazy stopped wrestling, but, you know, Spanky's career kind of speaks for itself. Um, you could make a case that he belongs above Amazing Red. Um, I think I would put both of those two above. I'm going to put Super Crazy at four. Above Heath Slater. Because Heath Slater, there is nothing exciting about Heath Slater as a wrestler. Um, he's got great personality. Um, but I would much rather watch Super Crazy wrestle than watch Heath Slater um, pretty much do anything unless he's with Rhino and Rhino's eating crackers. That's the one time I'd rather watch Heath Slater. Uh, so we're going to bounce back and forth between Ring of Honor and uh, the, the first show is we went to 2015 to an episode of Superstars, uh, and the first name is Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, Matt Cardona. Uh, you know, what's interesting here is for the Ring of Honor originals, um, I'm going to try to, if I can, I'm going to try to uh, consider them as they were at the show and then uh, elevate them at, or deflate them um, as needed. So like Jay Briscoe, the more I watch of Jay Briscoe, the more I like of Jay Briscoe, the higher he'll go. Um, but Zack Ryder, I didn't watch this episode of Superstars. He wrestled... Who did he wrestle? Heath Slater, I actually think. He wrestled Heath Slater. I've never been a Zack Ryder guy. I wasn't an edgehead. That was during my lost years. The Long Island Ice Z thought was stupid. Um, I appreciate that he got himself over on the internet. I actually think that's cool that he got himself over on the internet. I appreciate that he had a WrestleMania moment. But I'm not a Zack Ryder guy. I thought the hype bros were dumb. I don't like Mojo Raleigh. I don't like Zack Ryder. Uh, so I'm automatically, just because of that, he's not in my top 10. 
I'm putting Scoot Andrews over Zack Ryder uh, on my list. I'm putting the Hit Squad over Zack Ryder. I'll give him 11. I'll put him above Darren Young. But that's it. And I want you to know. I want you people listening to know. That unlike the list. I don't want your reconciliations. I don't want your restitutions. I don't want to know. Actually, that's not true. By all means, disagree with me. But this is my list. You're not going to convince me. In fact, if you want, I should have said this at the beginning of episode one, if you want, you rank them. I'm telling you the names, you do it. And then let's compare notes. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake things up um, with some of these. I'm going to make some bold statements, some hot takes. I don't think Zack Ryder's the hottest take I can make, but I'm going to make some hot takes here. Uh, so Zack Ryder currently number 11. Super crazy wrestled Eddie Guerrero. This is during that weird window where Eddie had left WWE or WWF at the time um, before he came back. He got himself in very, very good shape and then comes back and for a brief couple of years uh, takes over the world and um, then unfortunately passes away. Uh, I don't think we need to belabor this, even though, as I'm sure I've said, there's nothing I enjoy more than belaboring. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is the top of this list, bar none. He is head, shoulders, torso, abdomen, pelvis above Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho is fine. And I give him credit for the career he's had. I've enjoyed some of it. I've enjoyed most everything I've seen from Eddie Guerrero. He's he's got got it all. He can talk. He's passionate. He makes you want to watch. He can wrestle. He can fly. He can be a face. He can be a heel. All of these things do matter. He's number one. Whether he stays number one for long, we'll have to see. But for right now, he's number one. Um, so already the top five, we've booted Quiet Storm and Heath Slater out. Uh, the next match, or the next talent uh, from that superstar show is there. there's a rematch of a NXT title match. And so the first competitor is the man that Gravity forgot, Neville, a.k.a. Pac. I like Neville. I th- uh, from what I've seen of Pac, I like Pac. Um, you know, when he's in the WWE system, sometimes people are saying, oh, he's got an accent. He's not going to, uh, Vince McMahon is not going to think he can cut a good promo. I don't think he can cut a great promo regardless. I think this bastard character works very well for him. Um, but you know, his whole mighty mouse thing that he's a, he's a very good wrestler. That black arrow, red arrow, whatever it's called, finishing move, delightful. The fact that he's using the rings of Saturn now in AEW, awesome. He's certainly not number one. He's certainly not number two. And I'll say he's not number three. 
I'll come right out and say I don't think he's better than Brian Kendrick. In ring, maybe. But you want to take complete package? I, I don't think so. I'll give him four. I'll give him number four. I'll put him over Amazing Red. That I'll do. Um, he and Amazing Red would have awesome matches. Um, they're both very similar. They both float through the air in wonderful ways. Um, Neville has a bit more of a wrestler body. He's got a bit more of wrestling skill in the wrestling sense. Um, so I'll let Neville be four. But that's about as high as I'm going to go. So already we've made uh, we've made three changes because Super Crazy was in the top five and now is out of the top five. Uh, didn't last long. Uh, so now we get to the main event. American Dragon, Christopher Daniels, Loki. Now the, the tricky thing here, and I understand that I am slightly running low on time. If I want to keep to my 15-minute sort of segments, yeah, I, I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, the difficulty here is for all three of these competitors... Um, their careers have went far beyond Ring of Honor, and so it is weird to try to rank them just based on this. Um, it's weird to try to rank them just based on this one main event match. Uh, because, you know, it's Daniel Bryan. It's Chris Daniels. Like, I could do it with low-key, I guess. And we'll start with low-key. Um, but I think we have to consider them as a whole. I do think we're going to run into that issue uh, with many of these guys who have gone on to have great careers, as we have to consider it as a whole. Um, so low-key. I love Loki's kicks. I love Loki's intensity. I love Loki's rolling capo kick. I, the key crusher, the tidal wave. Um, Loki checks a lot of the boxes for me in that ring. I like the fact that his voice is way deeper than it probably has any right to be. Um, he can't cut a promo, but the voice is good. He's got that. Sort of deep. I can't even know if I can do it. He's got that deep. I will take you and kick you in the face, Christopher. Um, but obviously he's had issues. I think obviously there's, you know, I, he's not going to qualify for the bad guy rule. We will have a bad guy rule. There will be wrestlers we don't rank. Um, but he certainly is going to qualify for the dumb, the dumb guy rule or the dingbat rule. Um, having said that, even considering all of that, uh, he's still going to rank pretty high. I won't put him in the top five. Uh, I won't even put him in the top seven. And I'll say just, I'll put him at 10. I will put him below, again, the top five, obviously. Super crazy, super crazy. Sure. Put him higher. Heath Slater, sure, I'll put Heath higher. Then we get to Quiet Storm. I really like Quiet Storm. Um, and then Jay Briscoe. Now, did Loki do better than Jay Briscoe in this one show? Yes. But we know that Jay Briscoe is going to go higher. Um, and everyone says Jay Briscoe is great. You know, if Loki had not been wearing his seatbelt and gotten into an accident, 
first of all, many people would not have been surprised. And second of all, I don't know how many feel-good stories we would have heard. We heard tons of feel-good stories about Jay Briscoe. So I will put Loki at 10 um, above Michael Shane. Uh, let's let's do the main event. Let's finish the Ring of Honor show because let's do that because there's a lot of names here, but let's do finish the Ring of Honor show. Let's talk about the American Dragon. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Did Daniel Bryan have one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time? Yes. Did Daniel Bryan... Uh, come back out of retirement and have a renaissance of a career that none of us, I think, expected and turned himself, was able to make himself a heel after all of that, which I thought was doubly impressive. Yes. Um, has he had a 20-plus year career despite being, I don't know how tall he is, but... Let's look it up really quick. How tall is Brian Danielson? Uh, despite being five foot ten and two hundred and thirty pounds, maybe. Yes. He's great. I will not take anything away from the fact that he is great. And if you think that Daniel Bryan is the greatest wrestler on top of your list, I will not argue with you one bit. But he's not going to be at the top of my list. Eddie Guerrero, I think, is better. Um, Eddie Guerrero had a great WrestleMania moment. Eddie Guerrero had has had a great babyface run, has had great heel runs. Eddie Guerrero, part of a great all-time tag team, all-time singles wrestler. Eddie Guerrero can fly perhaps better than Daniel Bryan. Maybe he can't mat wrestle as well, but he's a damn good mat wrestler. Uh, he can brawl. He can do it all. He lies. He cheats. He steals. And if Eddie Guerrero had not had the, the health problems that he had, and yes, I will call his drug addiction a health problem, Let's not delve into the hypothetical. Let's not spend a, too much time debating what would have happened had Eddie Guerrero not passed away. There's too much to unpack from that. But I prefer Eddie Guerrero uh, to the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, call him what you will. Uh, and he's an obvious number two. He is obviously second on this list. I do like him way better than I like Chris Jericho. But I think this is not where the problem's going to happen. I think if you hear me say I like Eddie Guerrero more than Brian Danielson, I think you'll go, yeah, okay. You might not agree, but you'll go, that's fair. You can you can feel that way if you want to. I'm not going to I don't think we'd argue about it. You might make your case a little bit, but if I say I still like Eddie Guerrero, you're going to go, yeah, sure, that's fine. He's I I debated making this a tier list. I did debate making this a tier list because that's all the rage. Um, you would we would agree they're both top tier, and you might say Chris Jericho is top tier, and I would probably be able to be convinced of that too. 
Um, but as we go, Daniel Bryan's going to drop. And there's going to be a lot of names I put above him. And you may have problems there. So I'm just warning you now. Um, and then the last name is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. I love Christopher Daniels. Um, I love the look. He came out in the, you know, the sort of religious garb. He's got the ink. I love all of that. I love that character. Um, I love how the character has evolved over the years. I love that he was a fairly early proponent of, screw it, I'm shaving my head. Um, just he's he's a great wrestler. He's a great talker. You know, uh, he would never have done well in WWE. He was too early. He was too early. Um, and that's weird for me to say because Daniel Bryan came up in WWE. Uh, I don't think it would have worked. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it would have worked. I, I can't, I'm, you know, trying to imagine another hypothetical in which Chris Daniels is part of the Nexus instead of Daniel Bryan. I don't think he was a fit for the WWE system. He doesn't have hair. He's too small. The religious gimmick's not going to work. You know, I'd love to live in a world where he could have been the higher power. It would have, it would have sucked so bad people would have hated it even more than Vince McMahon here's a guy that nobody knows except for the people who read PWI like me um but he's ahead of everybody except Eddie I'll go out on I'll say it Eddie Guerrero is better than uh Christopher Daniels he is can't argue it but I like Christopher I will much rather I own a Christopher Daniels best of DVD. I found it while I was looking for the first one. I do not own any Daniel Bryan stuff. I had his book and I donated it to a book used bookstore because I didn't. I wasn't going to read it. Uh, so our top five has changed uh, fairly dramatically. Um, we've got now Eddie Guerrero, Chris Daniels, Brian Danielson in our top three. Jericho and then Brian Kendrick four and five. We're going to stop here because I want the first name I talk about on the next episode to be the next name on this 2015 superstars. Uncle Howdy himself, Bo Dallas, will be the first name we consider. Where am I going to put Bo Dallas on this list? Do you believe he'll be at the top? What I say may surprise you. All right. Moving on from there to our random question generator. I found another one. Uh, let's go into it. Just random questions. Chat for 10 minutes or so. Then we'll get into our trios tournament and get the heck out of here. What board game do I like the most? Great question. I One of my... Regrets is a weird word. Let's talk for a minute about regrets. Are there things in my life that I wish worked out differently? Sure. 
is there a part of me that wonders what would have happened if I tried to actually get a degree in broadcast journalism and, you know, my dad, the champ, even after having a degree, graduating with a degree in education, not finding a job right away, couldn't find a job. It was a, a bad interview. I was not a good interview. Um, I did not have specific answers. I talked in broad strokes and sounded like I was full of bull, which I probably was. It took me a while to learn. Here's a piece of advice. Not that the people listening, I think, need this advice, but Nate, Nate, if you're out there, you would like this piece of advice, I think. Um, when you are uh, interviewing for a job, you need a specific answer to every question, even if the answer doesn't necessarily go back to the question. You know, and somebody I know who's not my favorite person, but I haven't seen her in a decade or so, but she's not my favorite person. I know her from summer camp. But she said she loved interviews because it gave her a chance to talk about herself, and she is her own favorite subject. Gee, I wonder why I don't like her. Um, I'm, I'm on, like, tangent number four here. Uh, but when you are on a job interview, answer specifically. Have a story to go with everything. Um, I don't like to use the word regrets. I have a fantastic life. I have podcasts. I have my... You know, obviously my wife is the first thing. Uh, I have a good family. I have a fantastic marriage. I'm very happy. We're in a lovely apartment. I have uh, my own little podcast, and I'm using the biggest air quotes in the world here to say empire. Um, you know, things are great. Could my life have turned out differently? Sure. Does that mean it would have been better? Not necessarily. Having said all that, I do wish that I got the chance to play more board games. I love board games. Mrs. Matthews, not really into it. Too competitive, if you ask me. Too competitive. Um, but, you know, I, I hear about, there's a coworker I know who says that she, you know, and her family and then she and some friends do like board game, board game nights once a month or once every other month. I think that would be fun. I do like board games. Um, though I'm pretty competitive too, so maybe that's why nobody wants to play with me. But what board game do I like the most? Let's get back to the actual question. What board game do I like the most? Ah, uh, the board game we play the most on our on our computers is Ticket to Ride, which is a fantastic game. Um, that's the one game that we can play and not want to kill each other right away. Takes us a couple rounds before I, you know. Ticket to Ride is you're placing trains to connect cities. Some cities have multiple routes. Some cities only have one. And if one of us places trains where the other person wanted to go, obviously they did it on purpose just to hurt us. And that could be a problem. Um, there's a game called Loaded Questions, which I have played, I think, once uh, with some summer camp people. And I loved it. And I wish I could play it more. Um, you ask a question, you know, everybody takes a turn asking a question. It, it's got a similar vein to Cards Against Humanity, but go with me here. Uh, you ask a question. Everybody writes down the answer to their question. And then the person who read the question, you then read the answers and you have to try to figure out which answer goes to which person. And there's points awarded for that. Um, 
that was really fun. It was a lovely way to get to know people, and that kind of thing is one of my favorite things to do. Hence why I'm asked, answering these questions on this in this format. Uh, so that would probably be, that's a board game I like a lot. Uh, Ticket to Ride also. Uh, I, I, I enjoy chess, but I'm not very good. Uh, if I was offered the per position of mayor of my city or town, in my case, would you take it? Heck no. No interest in politics. None. Um, I watch, you know, board of ed meetings from the town I work in. I watch some, you know, of that local government. I I applaud people who work in local government. Um, no, I shan't be doing any politics in my life. Uh, if I could rid the world of one disease, what would it be? Uh, let's let's use the broadest umbrella in the world and you know actually hmm. uh let's lump um alzheimer's uh frontal temporal dementia which is what bruce willis was recently diagnosed with let's let's any disease um that affects the memory and personality let's get that right out because that is uh, a heartbreaking thing. We'll go with that. Uh, my favorite day of the week. Well, it's Saturday right now, and Saturdays are pretty good. Uh, you don't have to work, or at least I don't have to work. Um, I got another day off at least, one more day after this. Um, so the world is kind of my oyster. If I want to record some podcasts, watch some Ring of Honor, maybe fold some laundry, um, you know, make a lovely pasta dish. I can do all of those things. Saturday, favorite day of the week. If I inherited or won a million dollars, what's the very first thing you would do with the money? Um, my answer now is very different than my answer would have been before my wife. My wife is extremely financially minded. I, as I believe I've talked about on a podcast, uh, am not. Um, so the first thing I would do would be to sit down with my wife and a financial planner and discuss the best thing to do with the money. Probably invest a good chunk of it into a house and then figure out what to do with the rest. Um, just for funsies, let's answer this question as if I it was my older self. And by older, I mean from a time ago when I was more, uh, I get money and I immediately spend it. What would I do with a million dollars? You know what? I'm going to take a pause right now. I'm going to run to the bathroom because I've been drinking all my water, and I'm going to think about it, and I'll have my answer when I get back. I think in my my pre-Mrs. Matthews days, um, so I'm in college or, you know, grad school, um, a U.S. road trip. I had spent a bunch of money getting probably some sort of recreational vehicle for a road trip. Uh, videos, movies of all types, adding to my collection. And um, restaurant gift cards. You know, I didn't have <coughs> grand things at that time. 
a really good desktop gaming computer, which actually might be something I would do. Wouldn't be the first thing I would do, but that would be something. All right. We did a bunch of questions there. That was fun. Uh, let's let's continue the fun here with uh, this trios tournament. I'm loving the fact that I was able to to kind of solve the problem while we were recording. That is always my preferred way of doing things to solve the problem while we're recording. Uh, so we have 96 teams. We have 96 teams. Um, that are going to do battle in an actual tournament. No gauntlet match this time. Uh, I've got three pages for, uh, you know, 32 team brackets. Um, we're going to start bracket number one uh, here in just a second. The teams have been randomized and redacted, as always. Uh, and what's going to happen is each team will be given a certain number of hit points. I think we said 100 for the team, um, where the max is 40. So the highest number of hit points you can get is 40. Um, and the first thing I'll have to do is allocate those hit points to the talents. So let's 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 work this out as we're going. Uh, team number one is going to be uh, a team I call the Masked Marvels. Rey Mysterio, Jushin Liger, Ultimo Dragon. Just yesterday, um... Just yesterday, this popped up on my Twitter feed. Somebody posted basically what is your, you know, sort of Mount Rushmore of masked wrestlers. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Jushin Liger, Ultimo Dragon. And I'm going to throw Vader in, even though that was not, it's, I don't know if that's a mask, but, you know, it's pretty darn close. Uh, so we've got Rey Mysterio. He'll obviously get the full 40. And then we're going to have Liger's going to get 30, and Ultimo Dragon's going to get 30. So I'm splitting up my 100 hit points. I, I don't have to use them all. There are some teams of maybe not Hall of Famers like those three. <clears throat> so the Masked Marvels are taking on uh, Death Triangle. We just talked about this. We talked about this in the last episode, and we already talked about Pac. So we've got Pac, we've got Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. So we've got Ray versus Ray. Um, two, five out of the six wrestlers wear masks. Uh, I love this for our opening thing. So let's see. We've got, uh, let's see, we've got Pac. Pac's going to get, you know what I'll do? I'm going to do 30 for each. I don't think any of them are on the level of Ray Mysterio. So Ray, the, the mass marvels are automatically going to have an advantage, which is, I think, just fine. Um, but I'll give 30, 30, and 30 for Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon. Um, so first thing we need to do is we need to roll for advantage. What that means is who's going to be... Uh, who's going to strike first? Odd will be the masked marvels. Even will be death triangle. It's a 13, so... Uh, the masked marvels will get the advantage. They'll do the first uh, attacking. Um, and then let's see here. We'll roll two dice again. And then we'll just do multiples of three to see which wrestler starts. We rolled a 19. So Ray Mysterio is going to start. And he will take on Ray Phoenix. So we're going to get Ray versus Ray uh, to start out here. So we'll roll one dice per per person here. Otherwise, it goes too quick. 
Uh, Rey Mysterio begins. I'm not going to give you a play-by-play. I was trying to do that in the last. I I don't want to. Rey Mysterio is going to take six hit points away from uh, Rey Phoenix. So we'll start off with Phoenix is down to a 24. Ray Phoenix will respond with 10 points of offense here. Ray Mysterio down to a 30. So now that they've each had their opening salvo, if you will, um, I'm going to roll to see if they tag. And again, it'll be a multiple of three. Uh, Ray's going to stay in. We rolled an 18, so if we were to count, you know, Liger Ultimo Ray and do that 18 times, we'd be back to Ray. Uh, so he hits a nine. So he's going to get a chance. To, so here's the question. Does he get a chance to attack Phoenix before Phoenix tags? Or do they both get a chance to tag? I suppose it makes sense for them both to get a chance to tag. Right? Right. We'll say that. Does it? Yeah, it does. Does it? Sure. Uh, it's a seven. So Phoenix is going to tag in Pentagon, right? One, two, three, yeah. So now we've got Ray and Pentagon. Ray still has the advantage. Ray does nine points of damage. So Pentagon is down to a 21. But now it is Pentagon's turn, and he hits a big 17. So Ray is down to 13 hit points. Uh, Ray better tag. That's all I'm saying. But no, he chooses to stay in. The roll of the dice say he chooses today. He's not tagging in Liger. He's not tagging in Ultimo Dragon. Uh, Pentagon, on the other hand, tags in Pac. So we have some, uh, you know, cohesiveness with the existing team. Maybe there's a language barrier between Ray and Liger. We don't know. Uh, so now it's Ray and Pac. Ray hits a three. Obviously, he's getting tired here. So Pac is only down to a 27. So if Pac rolls a 13 or higher, he is going to eliminate Rey Mysterio from the match. It is a 19. So Rey is out. So big, big things happening there. Rey Mysterio, first person eliminated, despite the fact that he had the most hit points. Got to make those tags. We're going to roll to see who comes in next, Liger or Ultimo. It's even, so that'll be the Ultimo Dragon, who's going to go up against Pac. I'd love to watch that match. Ultimo with a 17. Pac is down to 10. So now we switch. Does Pac want to tag? No. Pac rolls a 15. He's going to stay in. He will attack Ultimo, but only a 1. So Ultimo barely doing any damage to Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo is a one. <clears throat> now it does Ultimo tag. He does not. He stays in. So he does a 14, which means that Pac gets knocked out. Dragon Sleeper tapping out Pac. So it's now two and two. The Lucha Brothers versus Jushin Liger and Ultimo Dragon. Ray Phoenix comes in. Phoenix has a 24. Ultimo with a 29. Phoenix comes in with a 10. So Ultimo is down to 19 points. Will Ultimo make a tag? He will not. He stays in. 
He attacks Phoenix with a 10, so Phoenix is down to 14, so Ultimo still has a bit of an advantage. Will Phoenix tag? He will not. He's going to do 14 points of damage, hitting, I don't know, whatever food moves Ray Phoenix has. That springboard cutter, is that a thing? The handspring cutter? Is that something he does? I haven't watched Lucha Underground in a long time. Ultimo is down to five points. Will he tag? Finally, he tags Jushin Liger in. Liger hits a 19. Palm Strike, Moonsault, and Phoenix is eliminated just like that. So now we've got Liger and Ultimo Dragon against Pentagon Jr. Pentagon comes in. He hits an 11. Liger is down to 19. Will Liger tag? Yes, he tags in Ultimo. Remember, Ultimo's at five, so I don't know if that was the best move because Pentagon's still at 21. Yeah, Ultimo only doing three points of damage here, so that means Pentagon is down to an 18. <clears throat> if Pentagon can hit five or higher, which is pretty likely on a 20-sided die, it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one match. He hits a 12. Dragon is eliminated. We've got Liger and Pentagon one-on-one, -on -one, both with very similar hit points here. This is where the advantage comes in. Liger gets the first strike. It's a six. Pentagon is down to a 12. Pentagon could possibly win this right here if he gets a very high roll. It is a 15, which is not enough to win, but enough to put... Liger down to four hit points. Liger's got to roll a 12 or higher, otherwise he's most likely eliminated. It is a 13. Ooh, very, very close matchup here. But in the end, Jushin Liger defeating uh, Pentagon and the Masked Marvels will advance over Death triangle great match to kick this off we're only going to have time to probably do one more uh so this may take a very long time we may have to devote a little bit of extra time to uh to this or you know we'll go past the hour-long mark as we tend to do uh next up i love this team so much this might have been a brandon banks idea uh this is the team of hashtag showbojo the Big Show, Bo Dallas, Samoa Joe. Showbo Joe. The greatest trios ever. So we've got show, Big Show is going to get uh, 35 points. Bo Dallas, who we will talk about next episode, opening up our My List segment. Uh, I'll be realistic and only give him 25 points. And which puts a, and then Samoa Joe, I'm giving the full 40. I love me some Samoa Joe. You know I do. Uh, Show Bojo taking on the natural disasters. What a matchup this will be. You've got Earthquake, you've got Typhoon, and then of course you have the Hurricane in the natural disasters. And we're going to go similar here. We're going to go Typhoon. We'll give him 35. 
We'll give the hurricane. Actually, no, you know what we'll do? Typhoon will get 30. Hurricane, I'll give 30. But Big John Tenta, whom we love so much, he's getting the 40. He's getting the full 40 here. All right. First thing we need to do, roll for advantage. It is a 30. So in this case, the disasters will strike first. Uh, they are going to start off with Earthquake. The other team will start off with Big Show. So we've got John Tenta and Paul White kicking off this matchup. Uh, as Gorilla Monsoon was fond of saying, the irresistible force is meeting the immovable object. Uh, Earthquake gets the first attack here, and it is a four. We're going to have some feeling out, some shoulder blocks here. You know, both both men trying to figure things out. Big Show is down to 31. Uh, Big Show responds with an 8, as you would expect. Uh, Big Quake down to a 32. You know, the, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup, you do expect the Big Show to have an edge over, uh, over Big Quake there. Will Earthquake tag? No, of course not. He's going to stay in. He doesn't want to admit... Defeat and he comes back with a natural 20, big 20 there. Big show is down to an 11. That is a big, big drop for the big show. Uh, probably made him cry. You know, that's how he loses all the hit points. Will big show tag? No, these giants are gonna battle it out. Big show with an 11. So Big Quake, Golga, Shark, call him what you will, down to a 21, but he still has 10 points advantage over Big Show. Will Earthquake tag? This time he tags in the Hurricane. So we've got Big Show and Hurricane. The Hurricane better go for that choke slam here. Hurricane is in, and not only does he hit the choke slam, he gets Big Show up for the Vertebreaker because that's a 14. Big Show is eliminated. The weak link of Show Bojo is eliminated right away. Show is out. Samoa Joe comes in, and Samoa Joe only with a one. Only with a one. So Hurricane only down to 29. Those superpowers are in massive effect right now. Will Hurricane tag? He will. He tags in Typhoon. So we got Samoa Joe against Shockmaster. Jo uh, Typhoon hits a 5. So Joe is down to 35. Will Joe tag? Yes. He tags in Bo Dallas. So we had a Big Show Hurricane face-off. Now we're getting a Bo Dallas Typhoon face-off. Bo Dallas with a natural 20 because he's awesome. Typhoon is down to a 10. Will Typhoon tag? He will tag in the Hurricane. So now this is the matchup everyone wants to see. The Hurricane versus Bo Dallas. Hurricane with a 2. Not going to do much to damage to Bo Dallas. You can take out the Big Show all you want, but you can't hurt Bo Dallas. <coughs> Dallas is down 
I should have some water. It's getting too exciting. Bo is down <clears throat> to a 23. Will he tag out? He will not. He stays in, and he hits one point of damage to the Hurricane. Hurricane, you know, <clears throat> must, I don't know. He's He's got the star. He's got the Mario star. He's got some invincibility going on. He's only lost one point of damage each of these times. Uh, he is staying in. He hits 16. Oh, no, Bo. Oh, no, Bo. Bo is down to a seven. Will Bo tag Joe? He will not. Maybe Joe doesn't want in. I suppose Samoa Joe might not want to be part of this team. <clears throat> Maybe that's why he came in and only got one point of damage against whomever. Uh, so Bo stays in. He hits a six. Hurricane at least taking some damage here. Hurricane down to a 22. Will Hurricane tag? He tags Typhoon back in. Typhoon with an eight. Now. Now. I did not decide how many GM points I get. I was going to give myself, when we when I did this the first time and it was going to be a gauntlet match, um, I was going to give myself 100 points or 99 points to start. But every match that happened, I got a certain number of points. Um, so I'm going to give myself points here. I'm going to give myself, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's work retroactively. I'm going to give myself uh, 32 GM points per page. They don't roll over. What I mean by that is the points I use on page one cannot be used on page two. So I have 32 points, and I get, uh, let's say, mm, let's say I get... Let's say I get three points after every match because it's a trios tournament. So let's all do multiples of three. Um, so I got three points for that first match, the Mass Marvels versus Death Triangle, because I didn't do anything. Um, I didn't use any points. But I'm going to use some points right now. Uh, Bo Dallas has seven points. Typhoon hit eight points of offense. I am going to wipe out those eight points of offense. Actually, I'll wipe out seven of them because I have to do some. So Bo Dallas is going to take one point of damage. So I'm down to 34, my lucky number. No, that's not true. I'm down to 28, which is a number I don't care about. Uh, 35 minus 7, I can do math. Um, so he's only done one point of damage there. I'm not going to use any points to boost Bo up, though I could. I don't think I want to do that. Although I could. Something to think about. Does Bo tag? Finally, Bo tags Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is in against Typhoon. Typhoon is only at 10 points. And Joe hits six. Oh, right away. Muscle Buster. You know, choking him out. Typhoon is eliminated. So now it's just Bo and Joe versus the Hurricane and the Earthquake. Who comes in? It's Earthquake. Quake is at 21. Joe is still at... Joe is at 35. Tenta comes in and hits 13. So Joe is at 22. Does Joe tag? No. Joe stays in. And he does four points 
to Big Quake. Quake is down to 17. Does Earthquake tag? He does not. These two guys are going at it. Natural 20. Goodness. Uh, I am going to... I've got to be careful here. I'm only getting three points per match. So I can't use a ton. But I'm going to use some. Because I may cheat and give myself more. But maybe every episode I'll give myself more. Uh, <laughs> every episode I get more. I'm going to cut that in half. I'm going to use another 10. That brings me down to 18. And that means that... Uh, Joe is only going to take 10 points of damage, so Joe is down to a 12. Quake and Hurricane still have the advantage. I'm just trying to give Bo and Joe a fighting chance. Does Joe tag? He tags Bo Dallas, who's at 7. 14. Bo Dallas, when he needs to, he does well, because that means Quake is down to a 3. Does Quake tag? He tags in the Hurricane. Hurricane's at 22. He's our big leader so far. Bo's at 7. Hurricane with a 16. I saved you once, Bo. I'm sorry. I'm not going to save you again. Bo is eliminated. Joe comes in. He does 17. So Hurricane is down to a 5. So we've got Earthquake at 3. Hurricane at 5. Joe at 12. So Joe's problem is that he's got to beat two. Does Hurricane tag? Yes. Earthquake comes in, hits four. Joe's down to eight. He responds with a, he chokes out the other natural disaster. He's choked them both out. So now we've got Joe at eight, Hurricane at five. I should have a six-sided dice for this because the odds are good. That Hurricane could do something here. Hurricane's going to do a 15. I'm going to step... No, you know, I don't care. I love Joe and I love Bo, but do I want to do another big show? I don't think I do. I think the Natural Disasters are the better team. So I'm calling it there. Hurricane. Behemoth. Taking people out. And the Natural Disasters advance where they will take on the masked marvels this is going to last a long time if i'm only doing two of these per episode so we're going to have to figure that out but either way fun 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 if i'm having fun i hope you're having fun and this is some fun my name is dc matthews at the dc matthews thank you for hanging out for another hodgepodge hour it's a working title. If you have a better one, let me know. At the DC Matthews, I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.